Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to episode number 222 of the Draft Analyst, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? This is Chris Tripodi, and I'm joined by Tony Pauline, as always. We are back this week to look ahead to next week, specifically the Shrine Bowl and the Senior Bowl, which, for the first time ever, are scheduled for the same week. We'll go position by position to cover players that intrigue us from each game. But before we get to that, Tony, I know you definitely have some feelings about this new setup. You know, I actually like it from, you know, uh, the point of view of watching uh, practices because I fly to Vegas on Friday. I go to see a shrine game practices Saturday, Sunday, Monday. After Monday's practice at the shrine game, I get on a plane, fly to Mobile, get in Mobile later on Monday night. Practices for the senior bowl, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Hop on a plane Thursday night and I come home. So it's basically one week back to back, which, you know, I always like. So, I thought it was kind of strange when it, uh, it was first uh, announced, but in the end, the way they set up the practices, especially at the Shrine game, I, it, I am actually looking forward to it. Oh, that is good to hear. Certainly, uh, certainly is always kind of a compact time in the in the schedule here anyway. So now just be more compact and, and sounds like that's gonna be a good thing for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because in the past, it was one week at the Shrine game, you know, it's basically three days, but in all, it's like four and a half days because you don't get home till two o'clock in the morning. You get a day or two the rest, then you got to go to the senior bowl here. It's just back to back. And uh, rather than two weeks, it's one week. I'm, I'm very happy about that. Now we'll get to this week's show in just a minute, but first a word from our sponsor. Bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our March through the NFL playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. At Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now we'll get right to it here and start with the quarterback position. And we will start in Vegas at the Shrine Bowl, where Miami quarterback Derek King had a shoulder injury end his season after just three games, but he's healthy now. We'll play in the game, we'll practice all week, and he's a dynamic player. But he does need a good week in Vegas to convince NFL teams to give him a shot under center and not try to use him at another position. He's playing for the East team on the West side. They have Iowa state quarterback, Brock Purdy, who many before the season might've thought would end up at the senior bowl, but really the shrine bowl feels about right for Purdy. He's going to need to stand out though, compared to the other QBs in Vegas, rather than blending in in order to help his draft stock. And really looking at mobile, all the QBs there need strong weeks. Can Sam Howell and Malik Willis prove that their 2021 seasons were not the norm and their 2020 seasons are more what they were? Can Kenny Pickett do what Mac Jones did at last year's Senior Bowl? Can Desmond Ritter thrive when he's just getting kind of placed into a new office that may not be tailor-fitted 
to his strengths. I mean, overall, this quarterback class has a lot of question marks. And really, the Senior Bowl is kind of a microcosm of that. I mean, when you look at the Shrine, it's always the poor sister to the uh, Senior Bowl, especially at the quarterback position. I think with Brock Purdy, it basically just kind of uh, lends credibility to what we said with them about him all the time. In fact, the past two years, good college quarterback just doesn't project all that well to the next level. And the fact that he's in the Shrine game and Bailey Zapp of Western Kentucky is in the Senior Bowl, I think speaks volumes. It'll be interesting to see E.J. Perry uh, from Brown, an RPO-type quarterback, what type of arm he has. Denry King, you know, again, is he accurate? He's small. He doesn't have quarterback size. He's got a quarterback arm for the next level. Is he accurate? And can he play from the pocket and from underneath center? The senior ball, as I've said time and time again, the senior ball as a whole is a kingmaker at no other position like quarterback. We've seen it time and time again. We saw it last week with Mac Jones. And this is a major opportunity for all these guys. Now, I've just finished my ACC film work, and I got to tell you, I got a lot more from Kenny Pickett, and I got a lot more from Sam Howell than I actually thought I was going to get. I thought those guys were much better. Yeah, Kenny Pickett doesn't have a great vertical arm, but he's got a tremendous head. He's incredibly accurate. He, he throws some passes that are just jaw-dropping the way he drops the pass into the receiver's hands. I thought Sam Howell played much better than I thought when I watched the tape fully. He, again, has those physical skills. I think there were a lot of breakdowns at North Carolina. But still, Malik Willis, Carson Strong, Desmond Ritter, how accurate is he? You know, is Desmond Ritter uh, going to be it gonna be a situation where he's not accurate throwing against air? Uh, which could lead to doom. You know, Chris and I have talked about Desmond Ritter, like his physical skills, like his mental skills. He just doesn't have next level accuracy. Huge week for all the quarterbacks uh, at the Senior Bowl. And as, as we've seen time and time again, again, Mac Jones last year, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, guys like that who come into Senior Bowl week as late first round picks and can vault themselves in the top half of the draft. Now we'll stay in the backfield. We'll take a look at the running backs at the Shrine Bowl. I'm looking at the West team first, USC's Keontae Ingram and Sam Howell's teammate from UNC, Ty Chandler. Ingram's a guy, never really progressed after a promising freshman season at Texas, ended up transferring to USC, but he has feature back size and he can catch the football. So that combination alone always intrigues me in terms of what a player can do at the NFL level, even if it's just as a backup. So he's one to watch here in Vegas. And then Ty Chandler, I mean, he was really kind of the engine of the UNC offense in a lot of ways. This year, Um, you know, Sam Howell, as Tony mentioned, had his ups and downs, uh, but he didn't really get a full time shot at Tennessee when he was there. Uh, So Chandler, I mean, you know, like Ritter at quarterback, curious to see what he can do dropped in behind a different offensive line and also what he can do as a receiver. As for the senior ball, speaking of receiving, I mean, Rashad White and James Cook really built to dominate in this kind of setting with their explosiveness and receiving ability. Anything less than a good week from them would certainly be disappointing. Jerome Ford, kind of like Ingram before, good size, can catch passes, runs hard on the inside, has a legit shot at day two with a good week. Personally, I'll be watching Hassan Haskins, especially as a receiver, at least in flashes. I've liked what I've seen from him catching the ball, but he hasn't gotten a ton of opportunities. If he can be a consistent pass catcher this week or next week, I should say, is absolutely going to help his draft stock considering his size and downhill running ability. As I said uh, in the quarterback segment, I watched my ACC film work and Ty Chandler just impressed the hell out of me. I mean, he's a guy who I think should be at the senior ball. He is a creative ball carrier. He's good in all three facets. He's a terrific blocker. He's a good pass catcher. 
Uh, and he's a, he's a creative ball carrier, not a real perimeter ball carrier, but a guy that's got a burst. I was incredibly impressed by, by him. Looking forward to seeing him at the Shrine game. As I am Xander Horvath, who's more of a fullback out of Purdue, sort of your throwback West Coast type of fullback player, solid runner, outstanding pass catcher, real good hands, coming off of a disappointing season, was graded by some scouts as a six-rounder coming into the year. I still think he's a six-rounder. Uh, despite the disappointing season. As far as the senior ball is concerned, the player that I'm really going to be focused on is Jerome Ford of Cincinnati. Very athletic and explosive guy. He's more than a downhill pounder. He's a guy that if you watch the film, is able to beat defenders into the open field and run the daylight. The reason Jerome Ford is in Mobile for the senior ball is to see how he can catch the ball out of the backfield. The better he catches the ball out of the backfield, the earlier he's going to go in the draft. You mentioned Hassan Haskins. I think it's 50-50 right now whether or not he uh, participates in the senior bowl. I was told last week he's got a bit of a, uh, a foot issue. Another fullback that I'm really looking forward to watch play is Connor Hayward out of Michigan State, who played a tight end, H-back sort of role uh, for Michigan State, 5'11 and a half, 235 pounds. Evidently, times in the four sixes, plays in the four fives, and he's a good short yardage runner. Who, who blocks well, who can also catch the pass. So that is another fullback that I'm going to be watching uh, over the next week at the Shrine and the Senior Bowl. Now moving on to the pass catchers here, we're going to lump wide receiver and tight end together. And as usual, we'll start in Vegas where a friend of the show, Javon Hiley, highlights the East squad after another season full of big plays for Coastal Carolina. We'll be watching his ability to consistently win downfield in an all-star setting. Same with Tyquan Thornton, who... I thought could have been in consideration for the senior bowl. Uh, Ty Freifogel, the guy who was great in 2020. We talked about him a lot last year on the show. Didn't talk about him at all this year, though. Wasn't really very good this season. Big step back from last year. Definitely needs a strong week to keep himself on the late round radar. Derek Deese, the main tight end I want to watch at the Shrine Bowl. An athletic seam stretcher coming off a breakout season. And now if we look to Mobile, North Dakota State wide receiver Christian Watson arguably the most talented receiver on the national team. Him and Jahan Dotson could be battling that one out. Now, obviously, we're going to want to see how he adjusts to playing with players from FBS. I think he'll be just fine with his size and his athleticism. Reggie Roberson out of SMU finally stayed healthy this season, but didn't make as many big plays as we're used to seeing. So it would be nice to see some of those next week in addition to staying on the field. If he can combine all that together, he's a pretty solid prospect. And then his teammate, Grant Calcaterra, went from Oklahoma to retired and not playing football to SMU and now to Mobile. Another athletic move tight end who can threaten the seam. Also intrigued by Greg Dulcich, really good athlete out of UCLA, and was able to kind of turn that athleticism into some good production this season. Obviously, his blocking is going to be tested next week, but he's a player that I feel like many don't know about, and he's a pretty solid guy. Drawing game, there are two tight ends I'm going to be watching. Chikwagzim Aguangu of Maryland, a guy who is incredibly athletic. I right now have him as a fifth rounder. Scouts are talking potential early day three. He's a guy who catches the ball very well. He's got decent speed. He's listed in the four sevens, probably plays a little bit faster. Really came on this year, although they didn't use the tight end too much. But when he was called upon as both a blocker and a pass catcher, he did a real good job. Armani Rogers is in this game at tight end the former UNLV quarterback who transferred to Ohio, who's rotated in and out of the lineup, has to find a different position. 
I'm told he looks phenomenal in combine training, a great athlete who just has to find a new position. Uh, that, that's what it is with Armani Rogers. So he's going to be uh, someone to keep an eye on. Two small school receivers I'll be watching at the Shrine, or I'm looking forward to. Guys who both have draftable grades on my board. Derek Young of Lenore Ryan, six foot two, 216 pounds, runs and plays in low four or fives, catches everything, everything that's thrown to him. Tanner Connor of Idaho State, a little bit bigger, 6'3", 225, runs in the low four or fives, but he's also very quick. And another guy who catches everything uh, that's thrown to him. The senior bowl tight end roster uh, is stacked. It's stacked. I, I mean, except for Otten of uh, Washington, who had to pull out of the, uh, the event because of an injury. I mean, literally, it, it's every tight end that's going to be drafted in the first three rounds, not named Jalen Wider, will be on hand in Mobile. Jeremy Ruckert, Isaiah Likely. I mean, Ruckert, uh, he's, a lot of people think he's a wide tight end, which means he's a conventional uh, NFL tight end. I watched uh, Jeremy Ruckert, and I see a guy that's got speed that can go down the field, plays much faster than the expected 4.79. Same thing with Trey McBride of, of uh, Colorado State. A lot of scouts love him. A lot of scouts think he's going to go very early. I'm told that McBride, who is expected or is someone who's perceived to run in the high 4.7s, is running the 4.6s right now. Uh, in combine training. You mentioned, mentioned Christian Watson. I think for Jahan Dotson, this is the opportunity for him to stamp himself as a first-round pick. Uh, the two Nevada kids are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Romeo Dubs, uh, the receiver, and, and Cole Turner, the uh, the uh, tight end. And, of course, Jalen Tolbert. I mean, a little home cooking there. Jalen Tolbert of South Alabama, large, or I should say a tall receiver who – has possession-like type uh, of speed, but he catches everything that's thrown for him. Though he's going to have a lot of fans there at South Alabama where the practices now take place for the senior ball. Now, I mentioned Christian Watson with the pass catchers. Tony briefly mentioned him there. His teammate, Cordell Volson, isn't going to be in Mobile with Watson, but he is going to get a chance at the Shrine Bowl to show that he's up for that jumping competition. I'm curious to see how the East team is going to use Vidarian Lowe from Illinois does he get reps inside at guard? Potentially, he's a versatile type of player as a backup lineman at the NFL level. So he would certainly benefit from some varied usage this week. Same goes for Georgia's Jamari Sawyer in Mobile. Now, obviously, we discussed how he moved to guard in the middle of the national title game. Do they use him mostly inside? Do they give him a shot to play some tackle? Most people feel that he is a guard at the NFL level. But again, another guy that you probably want to get reps at multiple positions to see what you have in him. I mean, how does a guy like UTSA's Spencer Burford fare in one-on-ones? I mean, he's you know going from Texas San Antonio to being on an island against high-level power five pass rushers. So you know, certainly something to watch there for Burford. How does a guy like Minnesota's Daniel Falele handle edge speed? Obviously, he's got the size and the power. We know that. We saw that a lot this season. But how does he handle that in one-on-ones? How does Washington State's Abraham Lucas look at tackle? You know, with him too. Do they work him in at guard at all? I mean, a lot of intriguing offensive line situations to watch here. Tony, what are some of the ones that you're most interested in? Yet the shrine, obviously Bergenian Lowe, who literally I've had a draftable grade on since his freshman year, since after his freshman year, I agree. I, I mean, he's a left tackle or played left tackle at Illinois. I project him the guard. Want to see what he weighs in at because he's a guy that really needs to come in at about 315 pounds. He, he would play closer to 330. Uh, Xavier Newman Johnson, from Baylor, who can play center or guard, another uh, dancing bear type of guy, six foot one, 310 pounds, but he moves well around the field. 
a lot of good offensive tackles at the Shrine game. Luke Tenuta from Virginia Tech plays left tackle, may project to right tackle. People are talking him about him as a, a fourth-round choice. Kellen Deach of uh, Arizona State, another guy, fourth-round potential. Jackson Kirkland of Washington, again, fourth, fifth-round area. You mentioned uh, Cordell Volson. One last guy from the Shrine I'm going to be interested in watching, Devin Cochran, Georgia Tech player who came via transfer from Vanderbilt. He's got 6'7", 325 pounds. He's big. He shows some physicality to his game. He's relatively athletic, but doesn't play hard all the time, which is going to be a killer for him. Uh, so that's a guy who, if he really steps up and he does well in interviews, he's going to get a draftable grade coming out of Shrine game. If he kind of gives a laissez-faire attitude, he's going to drop. As far as the senior bowl, I mean, for me, it's all going to be about Trevor Penning. I mean, here's a guy from Northern Iowa that a lot of people think is going to be a first-round choice, could be a mid-first-round choice. I have him later in that frame. Northern Iowa's left tackle. Can he play left tackle? Can he handle the speed rushers? Or is he going to have to move to right tackle? Daniel Falele, I mean, again, big guy. How athletic is he? Matt Willetsko of North Dakota, who is a – Left tackle, who's got solid footwork and incredibly long arms, which is going to be uh, interesting to watch. Um, Luke Gudecki of Central Michigan, who really came out of nowhere and uh, flew on the map this year. I have enlisted a guard. He was their tackle last year at Central Michigan. Is he big enough and strong enough to stay at the tackle position? And, and then uh, sort of a, a hometown favorite, I guess, for uh, Chris and I, Nick Zekalich of Fordham, uh, six foot two, six foot six, I should say, 320 pounds, terrific pass protector. Go back and watch the Fordham game against Nebraska, where he basically shut down the Nebraska pass rushers, which is one of the reasons why he's playing in the game. And the guy, we, you know, we've seen small school uh, offensive linemen come out of the uh, uh, senior bowl and, and really improve their draft stock. Ali Marpet, Alex Kappa, both playing for the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, had good. Uh, good performances at the senior bowl and really watch their draft stock take off. That's what's on the line for Matt. Well, go of North Dakota and Nick Zaklik of uh, Fordham. Yeah. I mean, Quinn Miners too. I mean, certainly lots of yeah, Quinn Miner. You know, exactly. I mean, yeah, lots of guys, you know, come out and, and they just, uh, they perform and a lot of people don't know about them because, you know, it's a small school and it's the offensive line and they're, you know, outside of scouts and hardcores. I mean, there's not a ton of people watching those guys and, you know, you get, opportunities this week when you know a lot of people are kind of focusing more on offensive and defensive line play than, than maybe they do when they're just watching the ball um, you know during live games and you know you yeah you get guys that kind of come out of nowhere and, and really kind of impress and and take a step forward and you know Quinn Miners was what probably like you know fourth fifth rounder last year ends up moving into day two and there were a lot of people actually, he was actually he was actually great as a seventh rounder coming into the season and remember he didn't play last year because uh Yep. His school canceled the uh, both the fall and the, and the spring season. Now we'll hit the defensive side of the ball. And I'm actually just going to go straight to Mobile with this one where, I mean, the defensive line just absolutely loaded this year at the Senior Bowl. I mean, I'm really interested to watch guys like MyJ Sanders and Boye Mafi and what they can do against the size of the offensive linemen on their team. I mean, they'll see some of Daniel Falele. They're going to see Bernard Raymond. Tony mentioned Trevor Penning. Um, you know, those are going to be challenges for these guys who are kind of like undersized pass rusher types. Um, so if they can hold up, that's going to be a big, big pin in their hat in terms of, uh, you know, when draft time comes around, uh, sticking on the national team, Logan Hall from Houston, long and athletic defensive tackle, a bit on the thin side though. So again, can he hold up 
if he can, if he can hold his ground, if he's not getting driven off the ball on running plays, it's only going to help his draft stock. Arkansas defensive tackle John Ridgway, Illinois State transfer, played well in the SEC this season. I mean, everything can really come full circle for him with a good week in mobile. Could easily see him leaving the Senior Bowl a big winner. How does the Lions coaching staff use D'Angelo Malone? Do they use him as a rusher off the edge like he was used quite often at Western Kentucky? An off-ball linebacker? Does he get opportunities to play a little bit of both? Uh, I mean, you know, as we kind of mentioned in that last little segment, I mean, the trenches are usually a very fun place to focus on during All-Star Week, and, and really this year is no different. Back in the day when I first started going to the Senior Bowl, 2000 uh, was my first year, you used to literally be able to stand in the pit. This was before TV started, before ESPN and the NFL Network started televising practices, and you were on the field during practice, not up in the stands. And, you know, it was always fun standing in the pit. You kind of took your life in your hands uh, occasionally because people <laughs> would get closer and closer and closer. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, the offensive line, defensive line, especially the one-on-ones are always a big draw. What am I going to be watching for? As far as the uh, senior bowl is concerned, you know, Kingsley Barre of South Carolina, are they using him out of a three-point stance? Are they stand him over tackle? Jermaine Johnson of uh, Florida State. I mean, he's a big, tall guy who had a lot of stats, had some big sack numbers last year. But when you watch the tape, wasn't overly impressive. I wasn't a guy who I came away with and just said, wow. Uh, so, again, six, four and a half, 260 pounds. I'm sure he's going to be a little bit heavier during weigh-ins. Are they going to stand him up? Is he going to come out of a three-point stance? How is he going to do against some of the top tackles there? John Ridgway has watched his draft stock just basically go straight north. Uh, since transferring to Arkansas, he's a big athletic guy. Can he get off locks? Can he continue to get penetration? Uh, I think later on, Travis Jones of UConn, 6'4 and a half, 330 pounds. Uh, people talk about him as being a, you know, a terrific athlete, but when I watched the film, he looked like a guy who was just a gap occupier. He really wasn't a playmaker. He looks like a He's built like a natural nose tackle, although I don't see the mentality of a nose tackle there. That's something to watch. Haskell Garrett trying to rebound off of a uh, disappointing season. You go to the Shrine game, there's a kid by the name of David and Nye from Houston who is playing, who's one of my favorite players the past couple of years. I think one of the most underrated pass rushers uh, in the nation. Number 12. He's just so explosive off the edge coming out of a three-point stance, but he's got linebacker size. So I want to see if the Shrine game uses him solely as a defensive end, or do they stand him over tackle? Do they let him rush the passer standing over tackle? Do they hopefully use him in space, let him drop off the line? As he projects on my board anyway, as a 3-4 outside linebacker who's going to have to play in space, cover tight ends. Could be interesting to see what they do with the uh, Anai. Deshaun Dixon of Norfolk State, a guy who's some scouts really like him. He's had some big numbers. He's relatively athletic. But again, one of those tweeners, six four and a half. 252 pounds. He's got linebacker size, but he's got defensive end speed. He runs in the four eights. He's had some big numbers. He's got long arms. Uh, another guy I'm going to be keying on during Shrine game practices. Now, linebacker, touch on the Shrine Bowl here a little bit where tackling machines like Nate Landman and Jack Sanborn will get to show off their instincts. Sanborn, well liked many places, but him being in Vegas instead of Mobile says a lot about his potential draft stock. I'm curious to see what Big Cat Bryant can do as well. Appears to have finally put it together a bit after transferring from Auburn to UCF and reuniting with former coach Gus Malzahn. Strikes me as a guy who could leave town a big-time winner. Looking at the senior bowl rosters, Devin Lloyd's the obvious standout at linebacker. Can do everything that you need somebody to do at the second level. Cover, he can pursue, he can rush the passer. He should absolutely 
stand out in this setting with his athletic ability and cover skills. We're going to get to see truly how athletic Wyoming's Chad Muma is. I mean, he's all over the field on film, but speed is going to determine a lot for him. Although certainly his instincts could go a long way this week as well. Montana State's Troy Anderson, another FCS prospect that scouts like the size and athletic ability are there. If he transitions smoothly to the senior bowl competition, he'll also certainly leave town with some buzz. And there's really plenty of other intrigue at the linebacker position as well. Miami, Ohio's Sterling Weatherford listed as a linebacker during yeah. his college career. I mean, he was a safety, a massive safety, but you know, certainly probably uh, probably better size for, for linebacker here, which is why they're going to give him a shot there. If Quay Walker and Channing Tindall, they're going to represent the national champs. Let's see how some of these guys fare in coverage, which certainly is one thing that you're always going to get out of practice for linebackers. And, you know, and my recent big board at Pro Football Network, I had Sterling Weatherford as a uh, outside linebacker on my outside linebacker board. In fact, Chris is proofreading my or <laughs> my proofreading my reports, and I mentioned in my Sterling Weatherford report, I, he, I think he's going to eventually grow into a linebacker. He doesn't have the speed for safety. You know, senior ball Devin Lloyd. God bless him for playing this game. I, I think he's a top twelve pick. You know, I, I don't think there's a reason for him to play in this game. I think it bodes well for him. He, in my opinion, he's the most complete linebacker far and away in this year's draft. He's a three down guy who you can send up the field on the blitz. He can play in space. He can cover, covers a tremendous amount of area. I think when it comes to the senior ball, what's going to be interesting is guys like my Jay Sanders of, of Cincinnati, Amari Barno of Virginia tech. You mentioned D'Angelo Malone. How do they use these guys? Are these guys going to be coming out of a three point stance? Are they going to be standing over tackle? Are they just going to be rushing the passer in drills or will they be asked to cover? Because these are guys who, primarily were defensive ends in college. I project them as three, four outside linebackers. And I think at the next level, they're going to have to play in space. As far as the Shrine game is concerned, I'm really excited to see Balin Spector. I think he should have gotten Clemson. I think he should have gotten the senior bowl invite. I have him as a day three pick. He is just a fierce guy who covers a lot of area. I think he's more athletic than people give him credit for. He can play in space. He sells out up the field. Uh, Ali, Ali Fayed of uh, Western Michigan, another undersized college defensive end who I project to outside linebacker, going to be uh, watching him. One other guy, I got to go back to the senior ball, Darian Beavers of uh, Cincinnati at the senior ball. Is he an inside guy? Is he an outside guy? How fast is he? Can he cover? The thing with Darian Beavers, he's a lot like Troy Anderson. But Darian Beavers shows the ability to make plays in reverse like Troy Anderson. Both those guys are going to watch their draft stock take off. I'll wrap up the show with a look at the secondary. Last year, Bubba Bolden was a big thing for Miami. Now, just a Shrine Bowl invite. Speed and athleticism, certainly major concerns for him. Kobe Durant from South Carolina State, potential mid-round pick. One of the more talented defensive backs in Vegas. You have Arizona State teammates on the other side, Chase Lucas and Jack Jones, who are going to play for the West. Jones is the better athlete. Lucas, the more instinctive, more polished corner. Both guys appear destined for the late rounds. And then at the Senior Bowl, I mean, Penn State cornerback Tariq Castro-Fields has a lot to prove. He's a good athlete, but let's see how he does covering some of those wide receivers in Mobile because you can get lost in coverage against receivers if you're not able to stay close to them. So if Castro-Fields struggles with that, it's definitely going to hurt him. It's also a big week for Auburn's Roger McCreary and Georgia's Darian Kendrick. Can Kendrick show the ball skills that Tony and I have kind of consistently complained about him not showing on this show? How does Jalen Petrie look from Baylor as a pure safety instead of that hybrid type of role that he played at Baylor? 
Uh, Tony, what stands out to you in the secondary? You know, I like the secondary players in the Shrine game. You mentioned Bubba Bolden, Marquis Bell, Florida A&M. I mean, here's a guy who a lot of people thought could go early, kind of up and down. Some, some scouts had him as a third rounder, but still a real good player. Excellent size, excellent range, very explosive. When it comes to safeties, whether it's Marquis Bell in the Shrine game or Jaquan Brisker, who's scheduled to play uh, in the senior ball, it comes down to how do they look in those one-on-one cover drills? Are they able to cover the receivers? Are they able to play the ball in the air? Or do they do a lot of face guarding? That's the thing I'm going to be watching. You mentioned Jack Jones uh, and Chase Lucas of uh, Arizona State, two of my favorites. You also mentioned the Kobe Durant of South Carolina State. Percy Butler of Louisiana is going to be there, and he is a terrific safety. Again, a guy you want to watch in coverage drills to see if he's got that speed. If you're looking for a, uh, a sleeper at the Shrine game, Dallas Flowers of Pittsburgh State, guy who's got decent size. He's a tough guy, late rounder. Uh, he could really help this draft stock uh, at the uh, Shrine game. As far as the uh, seniors concerned, I briefly mentioned Brisker. Brian Cook, who I feel is one of the most underrated safeties in the nation. Again, how does he do in those one-on-one drills? Tariq Woolen from uh, Texas San Antonio, former receiver, phenomenal athlete. He's probably going to measure in just under six foot two. He's probably going to measure in about 208 pounds. I'm told he could run in the four twos, the high four twos at the combine, and he's really developing his game. Again, can he make plays with his back to the ball? You know, does he get his head back around and play the ball in the air rather than playing in the receiver's hands? One guy I'm absolutely, I can't wait to see is Cam Taylor Britt. I posted about it. I tweeted about him a couple of weeks ago. When I watched my Nebraska film, when I was doing the Big Ten film, this guy just blew me away. The physicality, the explosion, the ball skills, the awareness. Uh, you know, he came in the season with late round grades. I think he played like a day two pick. Uh, you know, he could help himself and uh, make me look like a like I really know what I'm talking about rather than being a fool uh, at the senior ball. One last guy, Mario Goodrich from Clemson, who really shot up out of nowhere this year, was not graded by scouts coming into the season, had a terrific year. Everybody talks about Booth at Clemson, who's a good player, but Mario Goodrich also had a terrific year, legitimate next-level cornerback. And that's it for the 222nd episode of The Draft Analyst, presented by Bet Online and the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? If you're enjoying the show, Please subscribe on any of the major podcast platforms and leave us a rating or a review and feel free to ask us any questions and give any feedback you may have as well. Draft season is officially upon us. So on behalf of Tony Pauline, I'm Chris Tripodi. Enjoy the Shrine Bowl and the Senior Bowl next week, one of the best weeks of the year for NFL draft fanatics. And good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.